It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What's going on? Welcome to the show. It is October 23rd. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I do appreciate it. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, the show is made possible by fantastic people, my patrons, like Robin, Andy, John, Billy, Brent, Lou, Grant, Ashley, Sarah, and Barry, and Sarah. So thanks so much for all of your support. I couldn't do the show without you. They became patrons. You can as well. Just go to the thepetecalendarshow.com uh, or check out the description of the podcast. You got all the links down there as well. Uh, fall is officially here. Uh, I think uh, today it's like in the 50s. I love this weather. This is the best weather. I love fall. It's one of the uh, the downsides, uh, I thought, of living in Charlotte for all those years. Fall lasted about six minutes, I think. And then it was, you know, right into winter uh, from blazing hot summer. So I do kind of like <laughs> the four seasons, the four definable seasons. Uh, and honestly... Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have the fall Husqvarna sale at General Equipment Rental if fall is over in six minutes, right? General Equipment Rental in Weaverville, your source for all of your tool and equipment needs, whether it is for yard work, you need some uh, new yard equipment, whether it's gas-powered or battery-powered, you can get it at General Equipment Rental, or if you just need a tool for one project, you know, you're going to do some tile work, but you don't want to go buy a tile saw a tile cutter, right? You don't want to have to own that for one project. Go to General Equipment Rental, get great deals on all of your equipment and power tool needs. They also have lifts and such, but the Husqvarna Fall Sale, uh, they've got mowers, they've got trimmers, they have chainsaws, all different sizes and kinds. So depending on the size property you've got or the size tree you're looking to take down, uh, you can pick yourself up uh, these uh, power tools, gas-powered, battery-powered, as I mentioned, and different look different tools for different projects. I had a mix of both. So uh, get what you need at General Equipment Rental. Go to the website generalrents.com and get pre-qualified for 0% APR for 48 months and learn about commercial fleet discounts as well. Time is running out because the big sale ends October 31st. Uh, whatever the project, General Equipment Rental has the tool that you need. General Equipment Rental in Weaverville, generalrents.com. Think outside your toolbox. So I watched the presidential debate last night, so you didn't have to. You're welcome. I'm a giver. Um, so a couple of things. Right off the bat, I'll just say the sort of my overall take. I thought Donald Trump actually gave the best debate performance from a restrained presidential kind of demeanor perspective, I thought. Uh, he still speaks in the word salads, and I, 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 there's that's just him, and there's no getting around it. Um, it's a frustration of mine because I think it makes him a little bit more difficult to understand what he means when he says things. But also, I've read the reports. I don't know if they're true uh, that he doesn't do any kind of you know prep for these debates. And, and again, I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But sometimes it does appear that he does not do debate prep. And I think that if that's true, then that hurt him last night because there were a couple of opportunities I think that he missed by not landing a line, a simple line to encapsulate something. And he didn't do it when he had opportunities. You'll hear as we go through Biden um, 
Biden laughed. He rolled his eyes. He did this exasperation kind of a thing, mugging for the cameras and the audience. Um, He faded by the end. He interrupted. He fumbled and stumbled and bumbled and kept using, come on, man, as a period to his uh, sentences. He looked at his watch at the end, which I'm old enough to remember when that doomed your presidential campaign. If you looked at your watch during a debate, you lost. That was it. That's the rule. Not, I guess, the case any longer. Well, you know, times change. So let's get to the audio. I have a bunch of it. All right. So first off, Uh, They started with the coronavirus. Here was Biden's pitch, which, honestly, it's not a bad pitch. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. We're in a situation where there are a thousand deaths a day now, a thousand deaths a day, and there are over 70,000 new cases per day. So this is the pitch. Like I said, I think it's a pretty good one. You Look, it's a legitimate argument. You know, 200 and something thousand, you got a quarter of a million dead Americans. Anybody who's in charge shouldn't stay in charge. Okay. Now you can say that you can't do anything. We did the best we could and all that. But as far as a political pitch goes, that's a it's a good one to be able to level i mean if otherwise what you know oh darn it he responded really really well and nobody died right that would be the opposite so uh it's definitely a useful pitch compared to what's going on in europe as the new england medical journal said they're starting from a very low rate we're starting from a very high rate the expectation is we'll have another two hundred thousand americans dead be time between now and the end of the year If we just wore these masks, the president's own advisors have told him, we could save 100,000 lives. And we're in a circumstance where the president thus far and still has no plan, no comprehensive plan. What I would do is make sure we have everyone encouraged to wear a mask all the time. I would make sure we move in the direction of rapid testing, investing in rapid testing. I would make sure that we set up national standards as to how to open up schools and open up businesses so they can be safe and give them the wherewithal, the financial resources to be able to do that. We're in a situation now where the New England Medical Journal, one of the serious, most serious journals in the, in the whole world, said for the first time ever that this, the way this president has responded to this crisis has been absolutely tragic. And so, folks, I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. I will end this. That's quite the promise. Vote for me. I will end the virus. How is that any different than what Trump says about the vaccines and, you know, we're going to defeat the virus. When Trump says that sort of stuff, everybody attacks him for it. Biden says it and it's just, oh, it's inspirational. It's aspirational. President Trump, I'd like to follow up with you and your comments. You talked about taking a therapeutic. I assume you're referencing Regeneron. You also said a vaccine will be coming within weeks. Yes. Is that a guarantee? Is, no, it's is not this... a guarantee, but it will be by the end of the year. But I think it has a good chance. There are two companies, I think, within a matter of weeks. So is that a guarantee? What kind of question is that? Is that a guarantee? There are no guarantees in life. Come on now. And it will be distributed very quickly. Can you tell us which companies? 
Uh, Johnson & Johnson is doing very well, Moderna is doing very well, Pfizer is doing very well, and we have numerous others. Then we also have others that we're working on very closely with other countries, in particular Europe. Let me follow up with you, and because this is new information, you have said a vaccine is coming soon, within weeks now. Your own officials say it could take well into 2021 at the earliest for enough Americans to get vaccinated. And even then, they say the country will be wearing masks and distancing into 2022. Is your timeline realistic? No, I think my timeline is going to be more accurate. I don't know that they're <laughs> counting on the military the way I do, but we have our generals lined up, one in particular that's the head of logistics. And this is a very easy distribution for him. He's ready to go as soon as we have the vaccine. And we expect to have 100 million vials. As soon as we have the vaccine, he's ready to go. So encouraging masks, uh, rush the rapid testing, a national standard on reopening schools. By the way, why would that be required? Why do you need a national standard to reopen schools? Why? I mean, I understand providing guidance from the CDC and such, but why does there need to be some sort of you know, national standard. Also, I noticed he's backed away from the mask mandate. Now he's just going to recommend it, I guess. Maybe somebody told him that it would be unconstitutional or something to require that kind of thing. I'm not sure. He's, this is the same fellow who told you this is going to end by Easter last time. This is the same fellow who told you that, don't worry, we're going to end this by the summer. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. And he has no clear plan, and there's no prospect that there's going to be a vaccine available for the majority of the American people before the middle of next year. President Trump, your reaction? He says you I have no plan. I don't think we're going to have a dark winter and at all. We're opening up our country. We've learned and studied and understand the disease, which we didn't at the beginning. When I closed and banned China from coming in heavily infected, and then ultimately Europe, but China was in January. Months later, he was saying I was xenophobic. I did it too soon. Now he's saying, oh, I should have, uh, I should have, you know, moved quicker. But he didn't move quicker. He was months behind me, many months behind me. And frankly, he ran the H1N1 swine flu, and it was a total disaster, far less lethal. But it was a total disaster. This is what I mean when if Trump had had this sort of argument refined so he can land it i think it would have been way more powerful because i know what he's i know what he's getting at had that had this kind of numbers seven hundred thousand people would be dead right now what he's talking about is swine flu had a lower case fatality or infection fatality rate it was less lethal so a lower lethality meant that fewer people died but the spread was way worse. The spread was all over the place. People were, uh, you know, getting infected with it. And it was uh, it was pretty nasty, but it didn't kill a lot of people just because of the nature of the virus. Had it been as deadly as COVID, it would have been, as he said, three times as bad. But it was a far less lethal disease. Uh, look, his own person who ran that for him, who, as you know, was his uh, chief of staff, said it was catastrophic. It was horrible. We didn't know what we were doing. Now he comes up and he tells us how to do this. Also, everything that he said about the way every single move that he said we should make, that's what we've done. We've done all of it. But he was way behind us. <laughs> Vice President Biden, your response. My response is he is xenophobic, but not because he shut down access from China. And he did it late after 40 countries had already done that. 
In addition to that, what he did, he made sure that we had 44 people that were in there in China trying to get to Wuhan to determine what exactly the source was. What did the president say in January? He said, no, he said, this is, he's being transparent. The president of China is being transparent. We owe him a debt of gratitude. We, ought to, we have to thank him. And, and then what happened was we started talking about using the Defense Act to make sure we go out and get whatever is needed out there to protect people. And again, I go back to this. He had nothing. He did virtually nothing. And then he gets out of the hospital and he talks about, we're, this is all, don't worry. It's all going to be over soon. Come on. There's not another serious scientist in the world who thinks it's going to be over soon. President Trump, your reaction? I say over soon. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the, <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace. But he has this thing about living in a basement. People can't do that. By the way, I, as the president, couldn't do that. I'd love to put myself in the basement or in a beautiful room in the White House and go away for a year and a half until it disappears. I can't do that. And, Kirsten, every, t every meeting I had, every meeting I had, and I'd meet a lot of families, including Gold Star families and military families, every meeting I had, and I had to meet them. I had to. It would be horrible to have canceled everything. I said, you know, this is dangerous. And you catch it. And, you know, I caught it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Great doctors, great hospitals. And now I recovered. 99.9% of young people recover. 99% of people recover. We have to recover. We can't close up our nation. We have to open our school. And we can't close up our nation. Or you're not going to have a nation. And, of course, the CDC has said young people can get sick with COVID-19 and can pass it. Vice President Biden, I what? want to talk broadly about strategy. What, what, what was that? What was that? That was her attempt, the moderator, what, Kirsten Welker, that was her attempt at fact-checking in real time. Donald Trump didn't say young people cannot get it. This is what kills me, and I've had this interaction on a personal level as well where you talk about the actual risks of people in different age demographics, and people think you're making an argument that the virus can't kill people. And that's absurd. I've never once said that's the case. Neither did Donald Trump. He said, though, that the, the uh, recovery rate is like 99% and 99.9% among young people. What does that tell you? It means that there is a low risk of death a very low risk of death. There is no such thing as no risk of death in anything in life. Well, okay, well, I was going to say eating ice cream, but I guess if you're allergic to eating ice cream, then that could probably do it to you. Um, by the way, Joe Biden flat out lied, uh, unless, of course, he has no idea what his Twitter account, his official Twitter account posted, because when Donald Trump sent out a tweet back in March, said, I always treated the Chinese virus very seriously, and have done a very good job from the beginning, including my very early decision to close the borders from China against the wishes of almost all. Many lives were saved. The fake news narrative is disgraceful and false. And Joe Biden responded to that and said, quote, stop the xenophobic fear mongering. Be honest. Take responsibility. Do your job. Joe Biden called him a xenophobe, called him xenophobic fear-mongering in a direct reply. He actually quote-tweeted it. So he took the president's comment on Twitter, and then he commented above it, and he shared both as a package. That's a retweet. 
So when Joe Biden just said to you during the debate that he never said that, that was a lie as well. But I'm sure we won't get any kind of fact checking on that. He also predicted a really what, a dark winter coming. There's a dark winter coming, um, which I guess like is that the case if you get elected too? It's still going to be the case no matter what. Like, I think we put a lot of faith, like it's a movie or something, in the ability of man to control this sort of thing. It's one of the, you know, when you watch these disaster movies, you know, Outbreak or Pandemic or Plague or whatever they're called, um, you realize there are a lot of people that die in those movies, right? I know they follow like one or two, you know, main protagonists in the storyline and, oh, look at these, you know, these are the good guys and they're going to save the day and win it all, whatever, at the end. But there were a lot of people that die in the beginning. So this idea that there's going to be somebody that, you know, rides in on a you know white horse and, you know, saves the day. That's not going to be Joe Biden, folks, it, it, because it's he's a politician. <laughs> he's a, that's all he is. So he's predicting this, you know, dark winter to come, which, by the way, no better time than to pick up some uh, warm weather gear for uh, from uh, Old Grouch's military surplus. Uh, Gore-Tex jackets, woolen fleece toboggans, socks, uh, military-grade thermal underwear, wool sweaters, military field jackets. It's all at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in downtown Clyde. You're going to find this stuff a lot cheaper than you're going to get it at most outdoor stores as well. Plus, it's cool. Real U.S. military surplus. Also, ammo cans, all kinds, all sizes, great for storage for things like, well, ammo, also tools, and uh, really anything you want to like put in a can uh you can i mean they come in all sizes so you can put them in your shed and your garage for dry storage uh also set yourself up with an emergency kit for your car before the long dark winter arrives so this way god forbid your car slides off the road someplace you're going to be prepared if you can't get out if you go off the side you're in a ditch you're going to have uh emergency uh supplies in the car so head on over to old grouch's military surplus open monday through saturday on main street in downtown clyde and at oldgrouch.com. all right so let me re-rack this is the moderator kirsten welker she's now go kristen kirsten anyway she's going she's now going on to um this next point about their strategy i guess to combat the long dark winter vice president biden i want to talk broadly about strategy though you have respond to that 30 seconds please and then i have a question no number one he says that we're, uh, you know, we're learning to live with it. People are learning to die with it. You folks home will have an empty chair at the kitchen table this morning. That's the line, by the way. That's the line that, that the Biden campaign came up with. You know, learning to live with it, people are dying from it. Like, that's the line that they came up with to, to, to land on Trump for when this topic came up. That man or wife going to bed tonight and reaching over to try to touch their out of habit where their wife or husband was is gone. Learning to live with it. Come on. We're dying with it because he has never said, you said it's dangerous. When's the last time? Is it really dangerous still? Are we dangerous? You tell the people it's dangerous now? What should they do about the danger? And you say, I take no responsibility. Let me talk about your two. Excuse me. I take, Very full, I take full responsibility. It's not my fault that it came here. It's China's fault. And you know what? It's not Joe's fault that it came here either. It's China's fault. They kept it from going into the rest of China for the most part, but they didn't keep it from coming out to the world, including Europe and ourselves. Vice President Biden. The fact is that when we knew it was coming, when it hit, what happened? What did the president say? He said, don't worry. It's going to go away. 
Be gone by Easter. Don't worry. The warm weather. Don't worry. Maybe inject bleach. He said he was kidding when he said that. But a lot of people thought it was oh serious. Oh, my God. A whole range of things the president has said. Even today, he thinks we are in control. We're about to lose 200,000 more people. President Trump. Look, perhaps just to finish this, I was kidding on that, but just to finish <laughs> this, when I closed, he said I shouldn't have closed. And that went on for months. What Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. She was dancing on the streets in Chinatown in San Francisco. But when I closed, he said, this is a terrible thing. You're xenophobic. I think he called me racist even. And because I was closing it to China. Now he says I should have closed it earlier. It just, Joe, it doesn't work. I didn't say either of those things. You certainly did. You certainly did. did. I talked about a xenophobia in a different context. It wasn't about closing the border to Chinese coming to the United States. All right. I want to talk about both of your. Okay. Again, not true. Not true. Trump said, I always treated the Chinese virus very seriously. I have done a very good job from my very early decision to close the border from China. And Biden said, in response, stop the xenophobic fear mongering. That is calling the president xenophobic in my book. Uh, I think in most people's book. Also, uh, uh, listener Andy pointed out Joe Biden is basically saying, you know, how dare you say that we should live with the virus? And then at the end of the debate, his wife, uh, uh, Jill Biden, goes up onto the stage and she's wearing a mask that matches the pattern of her dress. Okay, she has a dress with a mask, same pattern. Matching material is proof that you are learning to live with the virus. It's a great point. That's a so on the one hand he's up there saying we you know how dare you say we need to learn to live with this and on the other hand his wife is obviously learning to live with it. We are all trying to learn to live with it. That's what this has all been about, folks. All right, Biden said also that he will shut down the virus, not the country. But then he admitted that he wouldn't rule out more lockdowns if his advisors say to do so. Um it was obvious to me at least that these two men up there were almost as ill-equipped and unable to debate the response to the virus as we are. <laughs> That's what it seemed like to me. It was basically, uh, uh, I don't know, an anthropomorphized social media fight, right? Like, this is, they're, they're like, these are our uh, our standard bearers. You know, uh, choose choose your uh, character here and you just put them up on the stage and like, I'm typing out these things and this guy says them. Like, that's what it looked like to me. Um, one of my favorite moments, though, favorite moments from last night happened at the end of this topic. Trump was ripping on Democrat officials uh, like Governor Cooper, by the way, North Carolina, who have been keeping their states locked down and killing businesses. Uh, Trump says it was unsustainable. Um, but he noted that the most draconian responses were coming from Democrats. These are businesses that are dying, Joe. You can't do that to people. You Which just can't. Take a look at New York and what's happened to my wonderful city for for so many years. I loved it. It was vibrant. It's dying. Everyone's leaving New York. Take a look Vice at President what New Biden. York has done in terms of the, turning the curve down in terms of the number of people dying. And I don't look at this in terms of the way he does. Blue states and red states. They're all the United States. And look at the states that are having such a spike in the coronavirus. They're the red states. Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't look at them as red states and blue states, but look at the states that are having the problems and they're the red states, which, of course, is also not true. The states with the highest death tolls are 
up in the Northeast, right? New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, which look, I, you know, aside from, yeah, I mean, Andrew Cuomo is a monster. He sent all of those people into the nursing homes and stuff with the policy. Uh, but, you know, aside from that, there is a level of sympathy that I have for the people who had no idea how to respond to this. They were the first, uh, they, they were the first to see it, right? They were trying to, they were practicing battlefield medicine. Nobody knew what was going on. And so I understand why their rates and their responses might look different than other states. It just, you know, I'm trying to be fair about that. Unfortunately, I think I'm one of the few. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, then they moved on to uh, the Russia issue, which this was interesting. I thought they might not cover this, uh, but thank goodness they did to some degree. Top intelligence officials confirmed, this is the question, that Russia and Iran are trying to influence our election. Um, now, I'm trying to influence you, actually, to buy a mattress from Mattress Man, only because I got one myself and years ago, and I love it. And I told people that I, that's where I shopped, and uh, that's where I got my mattress. I recommended them long before Chuck and the guys at Mattress Man ever became sponsors of the show. So uh, I stand by their mattress. Uh, we got our memory foam from them, and we love it. Uh, they have the Biltmore Collection made by Restonic which is out of Fayetteville. These are the mattresses at the Biltmore Inn and Hotel. They also have Nature's Spa, which is the latest line of hybrid mattresses from Paramount Sleep. Uh, these are sold through Bloomingdale's and at Blackberry Farm in Tennessee. That's where uh, they're featured. So like, these are really good mattresses, and you get great deals on them. You can get uh, mattresses for no money down, uh, no interest uh, for up to two years, and uh, no payments for 90 days, the triple zero deal. I mean, what a great, what a great deal. Z the triple zero, zero down, zero APR for 24 months and zero payments for 90 days. Go to Mattress Man, four locations in Asheville, Arden, and Hendersonville, five-star local delivery service. Uh, they ship nationwide. They have a 120-day comfort guarantee. You can't lose here, folks. Get yourself a good bed and, uh, you know, reclaim your sleep. Really, if you're still tossing and turning because your mattress is terrible and old, get yourself a new mattress. It'll make a world of difference. Experience the difference at Mattress Man. Buy local and sleep better. So you've got this announcement that Russia and Iran are trying to influence our election because, of course, they are. Because, of course, they are. So now we found out that what the Iranians were behind that uh, email or letter that went out to all of these uh, people in Florida purporting to be the Proud Boys, or as Joe Biden called them last night, the Poor Boys. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> it's obvious there's something going on with his mental faculties, but whatever. Um, what would you do? What could you do to put an end to this threat? That was the question. I made it clear, and I ask everyone else to take the pledge. Okay. I made it clear that any country, no matter who it is, that interferes in American elections will pay a price. All right. They will pay a price. Okay. And it's been overwhelmingly clear this election, I won't even get into the last one, this election, that Russia has been involved, China has been involved to some degree, and now we learn that, that, uh, that uh, Iran is involved. Okay. They will pay a price oh, if all right. I'm elected. They're interfering with American sovereignty. 
That's what's going on right now. They're interfering with American sovereignty. Okay. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think the president said anything to Putin about it. I don't think he's talking to them a lot. I don't think he said a word. I don't know why he hadn't said a word to Putin about it. And I don't know what he has recently said, if anything, to the Iranians. My guess is he'd probably be more outspoken. With- By the way, you hear what he's doing there? He's making an allegation that the reason why Trump doesn't say anything to Putin is because Trump is a Russian asset. This, see, Joe Biden is Donald Trump, just without the fanfare and without the billions. All that we know of. That we know of. Fair enough. Uh, but he, he's, he's just like Donald Trump. Donald Trump just isn't as polished from being in politics for, you know, 50 years. Regard to the Iranians. But the point is this, folks. We are in a situation where we have foreign company countries trying to interfere in the outcome of our election. Okay. His old, own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy, well, I, won't, I shouldn't, well, I will. His buddy, Rudy Giuliani, he's being used as a Russian pawn. He's being fed information that is Russian that is not true. And then what happens? Nothing happens. And then you find out that everything that's going on here about Russia what? is wanting to make sure that I do not get elected the next president of the United States because they know I know them and they know me. I don't understand why this president is unwilling to take on Putin when he's actually paying bounties to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan, when he's engaged in activities that are trying to destabilize all of NATO. I don't know why he doesn't do it, but it's worth asking the question. Why isn't that being done? Any country that interferes with us will, in fact, pay a price because they're affecting our sovereignty. Okay, so did you get his answer there? Yeah, there wasn't an answer. He doesn't tell you what kind of price they're going to pay, just as they're going to pay a price. They're going to pay a price. They're interfering with our sovereignty, and they're going to pay a price for interfering with our sovereignty, so they'll pay a price. And I will make sure that that price gets paid. And he's a Russian asset. That was his answer. It's complete garbage. Um, He fumbled around with that Giuliani line of attack. I'm not even sure what that was about. That's what he spent four days in the bunker crafting. Like, think about it. They, They pulled him off the campaign trail for four days. And this is the line of attack that he came up with, that they came up with? Two minutes uninterrupted. Well, let me respond to the first part, as Joe answered. Joe got $3.5 million from Russia, and it came through Putin because he was very friendly with the former mayor of Moscow, and it was the mayor of Moscow's wife. And you got $3.5 million. Your family got $3.5 million. And, you know, someday you're going to have to explain why did you get three and a half. I never got any money from Russia. I don't get money from Russia. Now, about your thing last night, I knew all about that. And through John, who is John Retliff, who is fantastic, DNI, he said, the one thing that's common to both of them they both want you to lose because there has been nobody tougher to Russia with, between the sanctions. Nobody tougher than me on Russia. Between the sanctions, between all of what I've done with NATO. You know, I've got the NATO countries to put up an extra $130 billion going to $420 billion a year. That's to guard against Russia. I sold, while he was selling pillows and sheets, I sold <laughs> tank busters to Ukraine. There has been nobody tougher on Russia than Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, they were so bad. They took over the the submarine port. You remember that very well. During your term, during you and Barack Obama, they took over a big part of what should have been Ukraine. You handed it to them. But you were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money, and they probably still are. But now, with what came out today, it's even worse. 
all of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family. And Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. And I think you owe an explanation to the American people. Why is it somebody just had a news conference a little while ago who was essentially supposed to work with you and your family, but what he said was damning. And regardless of me, I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. Maybe you can do it right now. <laughs> Vice President Biden, you may respond. Seconds. And then I do I, want to follow up on the election security. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever, number one. Number two, this is a president, I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years, go look at them, 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? Why are you unwilling? The foreign countries are paying you a lot. Russia's paying you a lot. China's paying you a lot. What? And your hotels and all your businesses all around the country, all around the world. And China's building a new road to a new ga a, a, a golf course you have overseas. So what's going on here? Why don't release your tax return or stop talking about corruption? Release your tax return or stop talking about corruption. Trump actually has a good point to hammer on Russia vis-a-vis -vis the NATO funding issue. I thought he did a good job on that. He also forced the Hunter Biden email story into the public realm. But then that last little bit from Biden about the tax returns, it derailed him, okay? It derailed Trump because <laughs> it sent him down this path of the tax returns, which, by the way, if you're on the path to buying a new house, then you need to get in contact with my realtor, that's Rowena Patton, and her all-star powerhouse team. The phone number is 333-4483. The website is mountainhomehunt.com. She's the official and only Homes for Heroes real estate agent in Asheville. This is a national program that gives buyers and sellers 25% back from the realtor commissions, goes to police officers, firefighters, healthcare professionals, educators, and members of the military veterans, active duty, and retirees. So give her a call, keep more of your own money, and get yourself into your new house or get rid of your current house so you can move on with the next chapter in your life. That's 333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com, and start packing. So when Biden goes after Trump on his taxes, release your taxes, come on, man, uh, it sends Trump down that path. He says, look, I prepaid my taxes, which is is actually what the New York Times report did say. I prepaid millions and millions of dollars in taxes, number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe, and your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. You sense it. We have to give 10% to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's, it's the big guy, just for the record. It's big guy. I wish that Trump had called him big guy throughout the entire debate. It's terrible. All right, gentlemen, I want to ask you both some questions about all of this. But I'm going to let you both respond very quickly. You just said you spoke to your accountant yes. about potentially releasing your taxes. Did he tell you when you can release them? Do you, Are you kidding have me? a the deadline for when you're going to release them I get American treated. People? Worse than the Tea Party got treated. All right. So you heard what just happened there, right? Trump comes at Biden with the the meat of the allegations. And what does the moderator do? 
Well, tell us about the taxes. When are we going to see those? A great line, by the way, about um, he's worse, uh, treated worse than the Tea Party got treated. It took uh, the question she did. She took the question to somewhere she wanted to be, something she wanted to talk about, right? Just to avoid the direct attack that Biden just got. Um, because then Biden comes back around and uh, demands that Trump releases tax returns. Again, she gave him the breathing room to avoid the direct attack. I was put through a phony witch hunt for three years. It started before I even got elected. They spied on my campaign. No president should ever have to go through what I went through. Let me just say this. Mueller and 18 angry Democrats (laughs) and FBI agents all over the place spent $48 million. They went through everything I had, including my tax returns, and they found absolutely no collusion and nothing wrong. $48 million. I guarantee you, if I spent $1 million on you, Joe, I could find plenty wrong. Because the kind of things that you've done and the kind of monies that your family has taken, I mean, your brother made money in Iraq. Millions of dollars. Your other brother made a fortune. And it's all through you, Joe. And they say you get some of it. And you do live very well. You have houses all over the place. You live very well. All right, gentlemen, let me just ask some questions about all of this broadly. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing. Number one. Number two. Hang on. We'll go back to number two. But notice the question. Was there anything inappropriate that you did there? I mean, did you do anything wrong? Just about this nebulous story out there. No facts. She gives no specifics. I mean, it is a late developing story over the last week. Um, And maybe she, you know, can't see any of the tweets coming from the New York Post because they're still banned. That's possible. Um, But notice what's never talked about here. And it doesn't come up in the debate at all was whether or not uh, Joe Biden lied when he said that he did, not, he did not talk with his son, Hunter Biden, about any of his business. That is obviously not true. And Trump didn't make it a point. And the moderator sure as uh, heck wasn't going to ask uh, Biden about it. And so he skates on that question. I bet their campaign was astounded that <laughs> that did not come up. The guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me. What a completely grotesque distortion of what that was about, right? That that he says that the guy who who got in trouble was the guy he tried to bribe the Ukraine to say something negative about me. No, Donald Trump got impeached because he asked the Ukrainians to investigate the very thing that now all these emails show was occurring. That's what that was about. He said, investigate. Yeah, you want to come visit the White House? It's not a bribe to just find something negative to say about you. It was, hey, can you look into this guy? Because, you know, not for nothing, but it looks like corruption. 
Trump uh, said that he did have a bank account, by the way, in China, because Joe Biden was like, he's got a bank account in China. And Trump said, yeah, I got a bank account in China. I had one. I opened it in 2013. I was going to do a deal in China. Um, and then I closed it when I didn't do the deal. I, I shut down the account in 2015. And um, then he ran for president, you know, unlike Biden. Big difference. He is the vice president of the United States and his son, his brother and his other brother are getting rich. They're like a vacuum cleaner. They're sucking okay, up money. President every Trump, thank you. We do Not need to true. move on. I do want to ask you. <laughs> That's a great line, too. They're like a vacuum cleaner. Just sucking up all this money. <laughs> That's a good line. Unfortunately, he got stomped on there by the uh, moderator yet again. Uh, you know, it, it is interesting. Her demand to keep everybody to the time limits sounds an awful lot like bailing out Joe Biden. Doesn't it seem like that way? Yeah. It, I mean, to me, it does. Because she can say, well, I was just trying to keep everybody on time. Yeah. It's just every time Donald Trump was laying into Biden with these full frontal assaults uh, that he really could not respond to. Uh, at least believably, in my opinion, uh, that's that that's when she swooped in to make sure everybody was on time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Got to move on. Got, I have a question I want to ask. Now, I got a question for you. What do you uh, want from your CBD product? Do you have you ever tried CBD oil? Uh, I take growers hemp. CBD oil. I take it every single night. Uh, it comes in an eyedropper form, and I uh, do a little squirt under my tongue. Uh, and when I go to bed, I go into a deep sleep. All right. Now, what are you looking for? Do you want a better quality of life, a balanced state of mind, a positive mental outlook, immune system resilience? Do you want a deeper sleep like me? Do you want lower tension? Uh, add the natural alternative growers hemp full spectrum extract to your daily routine and find out what your reasons are. For example, Daniel, uh, a listener to the program, uh, he says these uh, the growers hemp products, they taste great. He says it did help me relax and sleep. So these are testimonials from actual listeners of the program. We put them through a focus group. We gave them some CBD products, uh, growers hemp products, and they said, tell us what you think about it. So these are actual people that listen to the show. This is their feedback to you. Standard disclaimer, GovCo tells me I have to say these things. So these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Nothing I have said is meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from your healthcare provider. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. All right. You can also find it on the shelves, by the way, at Broad River Hemp Company in Shelby. Check out their ad. Growers Hemp has an ad in Our State magazine. It's on newsstands now. Um, and Growers Hemp, it is all about making small farming work for the families. And uh, full disclosure here, I will tell you, Growers Hemp is owned by my brother-in-law. This is their farm uh, east of Charlotte. I stand by the product. I stand by them. They're my family. So uh, their model, though, is to uh, is to make this a uh, a good product for farmers and for us, and everybody wins. That's the business model. Okay, everybody succeeds all at once, and they control the entire process from the seed all the way to the shelf. Growers Hemp maintains complete control, uh, so you get the best quality for the lowest prices. 
from North Carolina farmers to your home. Go to growershemp.com. Use the promo code PETE for 20% off. Growershemp.com. It's about the hemp and not the hype. So uh, next up, there was a... uh, Joe Biden said that he promised he would be tough on China. He said he would make them pay, make them pay, just like the people who interfered with our election. They'll be made to pay. Don't know how, uh, you know, the Iranians, they'll be made to pay. Uh, I guess what, another pallet of cash dropped at their airport or of their choosing, something like that, maybe. But China, uh, China will be uh, made to pay. Uh, Trump and Biden never, uh, Trump said rather that Biden never charged China anything for any of their abuses when uh, Biden was vice president. So then Biden tries to pivot. Vice President Biden, your response, please. Our response is, look, this isn't about, there's a reason why he's bringing up all this malarkey. There's a reason for it. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substantive issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle-class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. You're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, well, we can't get new tires, they're bald because we have to wait another month or so. Or are we going to be able to pay the mortgage? Or who's going to tell her she can't go back to, to community college? They're the decisions you're making in the middle-class families like I grew up in Scranton and Claymont. They're in trouble. We should be talking about your families, but that's the last thing he wants to talk about. I want, to, is a I want to talk about North Korea. Me, I do want to second, turn to please. 10 seconds, Mr. President. That's 10 a seconds. typical political statement. Let's get off this China thing. And then he looks, the family, around the table, everything. Just right. a typical politician when I see that. Let's talk I'm about North Korea. not a typical Korea politician. Okay, That's President. why I got elected. That let's was, talk let's about- get off the subject of China. Let's talk around, sitting around the table. All right. Come on, Joe, you can do better. We're going to talk about North Korea. I thought that was actually a good hit. Biden is the stereotypical politician. Trump then circles back to this later uh, when the topic of race came up. Trump was touting his work on criminal justice reform while ripping Biden for the 1994 crime bill that led to the incarceration of tens of thousands of black men. But now Biden is promising, you know, to change things. Why didn't he do it four years ago? Why didn't you do that four years ago, even less than that? Why didn't you I do it? You were vice president. You keep talking about all these things you're going to do and you're going to do this. But you were there just a short time ago and you guys did nothing. We did. You know, Joe, I, I ran because of you. I ran because of Barack Obama, because you did a poor job. If I thought you did a good job, I would have never run. I would have never run. I ran because of you. I'm looking at you now. You're a politician. I ran because of you. All right, Vice President Biden, your response to that. And then I do have some yeah. questions for both of you. Well, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I hope he does look at me because what's happening here is what? you know who I am. What? You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. I am anxious to have this race. I am anxious to see this take place. I am the character of the country is on the ballot. Our character is on the ballot. Look at us closely. Let me ask some follow-up. Excuse me. Please respond, if and then we're going to have follow-up If this stuff is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. All right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling <laughs> you a corrupt politician. Nobody's President calling President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. Me. We're Take talking about the, the issue. from hell. President Trump, we're, we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you know, you've I have just... to respond to that. Please. Because, look, Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. 
They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's exactly be. what is this that's where you're exactly going? What this is going. where he's going. The laptop that, right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue boy, on the boy. issue of race. Mr. President, <laughs> you've described. <laughs> so, again, uh, decent hits, but I thought, you know, you could have mentioned also, or not mentioned, but you should have asked, so are you saying that this isn't your son's laptop? Is this his laptop or not? You seem to think that this is, a, and you notice what Biden did there. He's like, oh, these other people are saying that this is a Russian thing. That's what they're going with, too, which is really amazing uh, at this point. That's their that's their defense, that these 50 people, they wrote a letter that said they think this is Russia. They don't have any proof, by the way. They just think it's Russia. We think it's Russia. Okay, um, how about answer this question? Is it Hunter Biden's laptop? That should be an easy question to answer. You should find that out. Is it his laptop? How, do you, how much do you want to bet they already know the answer to that? But they're not going to get asked that. They don't get asked that, and Trump didn't ask it, and he should have. Is it your son's laptop? But what Biden does is say, we have these other people who think it's Russians, so uh, no one else is accusing me of corruption. No one is saying that. So this way he doesn't actually have to explicitly say, yes, it's my son's laptop. It's it's a denial without having to say the actual denial part. So this way, if anybody ever circles back around to say, hey, you denied that this was your son's laptop. Well, no, technically, I was never asked. And everybody seems okay with never asking him. I don't know why I would. I would also use Schaefer Smith Design. In fact, I did for my logo for the show because Schaefer Smith does not just logos, but graphics and photos. He can actually help you with all components of your website, whether you're professional service, corporate, small business, entrepreneurs. Schaefer Smith Design can help you uh, with an online store, search engine optimization, website maintenance and security. He does it all. Schaefer Smith Design. Go to SchaeferSmith.com and get the most out of your website. That's Schaefer Smith. Dot com. Next up was climate change. Donald Trump actually spoke with a pretty high level of knowledge, I thought, on wind power and solar energy. Uh, Biden actually kept interjecting and interrupting Trump as he was making his case, though. We're going to have the greatest economy in the world. But if you want to kill the All economy, right. get rid of your oil industry. You want and, and what about fracking? All right, now, let me, now let me, have, let me allow fracking. Vice President I Biden to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. Y- you said it I, on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. The fact of the matter is show he's flat lying. Okay, so the Trump campaign then put the tape up on the website. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those. I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuel. No more, no new fracking. I'd gradually move away from fracking. And I think it's critically important on day one that we end any fossil fuel leases on public lands. Oh, well, like what about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. pipeline infrastructure? Yeah, and, 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 exactly. and they, they want to do the same thing I want to do. They want to phase out fossil fuels and we're going to phase out fossil fuels. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. All right. So who's the liar here exactly? Um, Very, very end of the debate. The very end of the debate. If you weren't watching the full 90 minutes, you missed this part where Biden 
uh, was asked about oil, the oil industry. Okay, I have one final would question. Would he close down the oil industry? It falls. W- would you close it down the oil industry? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's a big statement. It is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But that's you can't a big statement. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry. I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas, excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. What? Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and have yeah, we do. The biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically, what he's saying question. is he is Mr. going President. to destroy. The oil industry. Okay. Will you remember that Texas? Will you okay. remember that Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden, let me give you 10 seconds to respond, Ohio. and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden. He takes everything out of context, but the point is, look, Wait, we have to move toward a net zero emissions. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy okay. production by 2050 totally. Okay, right. Everybody's on the same page here. Like Joe Biden wants to have this both ways. He wants the credit from the greenies, right, uh, to uh, for his position to get rid of uh, fossil fuels. But he doesn't want to anger all the people who work in the fossil fuel industry, or as Donald Trump calls it, the industry. I don't know why who pronounces it like that, but he does. He's the only person I've ever heard that uh, calls it industries. Uh, but uh, regardless, you got Biden trying to have it both ways. There's something to be taken out of context here. He wants to get rid of the fossil fuel industry. Absolutely. And this is a problem because they're relying on some of these voters to vote for Biden. Lunch pale Joe. Right. So afterwards, by the way, they had to do cleanup for Joe Biden. Um, the president was asked about getting rid of uh, the use of fossil fuels. One of the reporters asked in the uh, the pool reporter asked after the debate and um Biden says, quote, eventually we're going to have to go to oil, but we're not getting rid of fossil fuels. We're getting rid of the subsidies for fossil fuels, but we're not getting rid of fossil fuels for a long time. It will not be gone for probably until 2050. So the reporter says, so you're saying basically millions of people in those industries are going to lose their jobs. And Biden says, well, they're not going to lose their jobs. uh, And besides, they're going to, you know, there are a lot more jobs that are going to be created in other alternatives. So in other words, Learn to code. That's a wrap for this episode. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Thanks so much. Uh, Remember, subscribe to the podcast. It's totally free. You'll get exclusive content by becoming a patron as well. Links are at the Pete Callender Show and in the description of the podcast. Uh, Talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.